Good morning, friends, and welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. Oh my goodness, last week got away from me. Busy, busy time. Sorry I missed a couple of days last week. Back in the saddle for another week of chapter day journey. Thanks for joining me. We're in 2 Peter, the third chapter. I pulled out verses 17 and 18. It says, You therefore, beloved, since you are forewarned, beware that you are not carried away with the error of the lawless and lose your own stability, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Today's podcast is entitled, You Never Know. As a young man, I was asked by a friend to accompany him to a wedding. I didn't know the couple getting married, but my friend didn't want to go to the wedding alone. Tom, do you know what a young single man is at a wedding, he asked me. I shrugged, wondering where he was going with this. A carcass, he answered, as though bestowing his wisdom upon me. Every single unmarried woman at a wedding sees you as nothing more than the piece of meat who might be the one to marry her. End quote. It was then that I realized that my egotistical friend, who happened to be engaged, asked me to be his wingman to help ward off the single women he assumed would be flocking around him. Now, (laughs) arrogance and cynicism aside, I have attended and officiated a lot of weddings along my journey. From what I have observed, there is at least a thread of truth beneath my friend's hubris. When you're young and unmarried, and all your other friends seem to be getting married, it's fairly common to wonder, well, what about me? And then start dreaming of a story in which you met the one there at your friend's wedding, and start looking around. I mean, come on, we're all human. It happens. Jesus told a story about a wedding that had this thread of truth in it. Now, in the Hebrew tradition of his day, weddings were at night. The groom and his entourage would arrive at the bride's house where the bride and her virgin, unmarried bridesmaids waited to escort the entire wedding party to the groom's house where the wedding would take place and the marriage would be consummated. Keep in mind, there are no streetlights in those days. So the bridesmaid's job was to carry an oil lamp or an oil torch to illuminate the wedding party's trek across town. The lamp or torch served a dual purpose. Not only did it light the way for the wedding party, but it also illuminated the bridesmaid herself, who was an unmarried virgin looking for a husband. I mean, you just never know when one of the groom's unmarried friends might see her in a good light, so to speak, and decide he wants to marry her. If a virgin bridesmaid was unprepared and missed the entourage or didn't have enough oil in her lamp or on her torch to make the entire journey, it could be considered a disgrace and a bad omen, and she also might miss out on winning the eligible groomsman lottery. Now, in Jesus' story, the bridegroom was waylaid. He and his entourage were taking forever to arrive. Some of the bridesmaids got distracted, felt like they had plenty of time. They didn't have their lamps oiled and ready to go. So the groom shows up suddenly. The unprepared bridesmaids ask to borrow some of the fellow bridesmaids' oil, but no virgin bridesmaid is going to freely hand over her ticket for the eligible groomsman lottery away. Besides, the less competition, the better the odds. Are you with me? So the unprepared bridesmaids run to the local Walmart for some oil. By the time they get back, the wedding has taken place. The reception is in full swing, and the DJ has the whole crowd dancing to Love Shack. The groom servant at the door takes the young bridesmaids for wedding crashers 
and he won't let them in. That's the story. So what is the point of the story? Well, Jesus was very adamant that someday he would return from heaven in what will be the climax of this great story being told from Genesis to Revelation. Jesus didn't just hint at it. He was very clear about it. In fact, after Peter saw the risen Jesus ascend into heaven, there were angels who appeared and said to him and the other disciples, in the same way you just saw him ascend, someday he's going to come back. Now, Peter, Paul, and the rest of Jesus' original followers were convinced that Jesus could return at any moment. In fact, they fully believed it would happen in their lifetime, even though Jesus said that even he didn't know when it would take place. The original Jesus followers used a Greek word, Maranatha, meaning he's coming back as a salutation when they were greeting and parting with each other. Of course, we're still waiting 2,000 years later. Today's final chapter of Peter's letter to Jesus' followers, Peter addresses the issue of Jesus' return for two reasons. One, the believers who were raised in Greek culture didn't have any kind of developed understanding of apocalypse, eternity, or a judgment day that had really developed as part of the Hebrew and Christian teaching. So the Greek believers struggled to understand it. Second, there were a lot of cynics within those fledgling groups of Jesus followers who were like, yeah, you keep talking about Jesus returning, but it isn't happening. In essence, today's chapter is Peter addressing the bridesmaids in Jesus' parable. They were acting as if they could do whatever they wanted and there would be no accountability for their choices. Jesus wanted his followers to behave as though today is the day that he will return and settle accounts on a grand eternal scale. Not being so foolish as to not plan for the future, but being wise enough to live each day with the understanding that tomorrow is never guaranteed. With that, I head into day 19,890 of my earthly journey. (laughs) Gonna do my best to do it well. I hope you will too. Have a great day. We'll see you back here tomorrow as we go back to the second book of the Psalms. Take care.